Welcome everyone to the OG pod. I'm here with Nate De La Hoya, my friend from comedy, uh, host of the Carpe Natum podcast and a uh, man of many talents. Thank you for having me back, man. We've been having really good conversations and having them recorded and shareable is definitely going to benefit a lot of people. Just at least at the very minimum, the ability to think outside of their perspective that they're possibly stuck in. Well, yeah, you were the first person I talked to on this podcast, and I loved our conversation. It was very motivational, and we had some good clips, but now we're in 4K, HD. Yeah, it's and grown a so, lot. Your ability to communicate has genuinely increased and gotten so much better, because I believe, as a friend, I'm saying this as honesty, like our first podcast on my podcast when our episode was a little weird. I felt like the conversation kind of stagnated, and there was little parts that were super choppy, but since your hot takes since your podcast episodes interviewing guests you've become so much more fluid and it's genuinely noticeable thanks man thanks man um but yeah i love those conversations and so we can have another good one so what's going on in your world a lot's been happening i got um i came back from colorado i got to visit my family they, they met us in colorado because my stepsister was having a baby her second baby so I'm now an uncle to a to a little niece. Oh, congrats. I did some comedy out there, and the Denver comedy scene is wild. Dude, I, you were telling me. I think I got banned from a comedy club. You got in a fight with the manager, right? Sort of. Um, I Look, I make jokes that are facetious. I like making fun of things that shouldn't be made fun of, but that's, for whatever reason, how my traumatized brain processes the world, <laughs> and it's what I find funny. It's definitely a lane of comedy that a lot of people dive into, and I've seen the full spectrum. I've seen the most egregious type of material about the worst subjects, and then I've also seen people just play around with funny thoughts, right? I love Tom Segura. I also like Anthony Jeselnik. I love Tosh, uh, Daniel Tosh. All these have really dark humor, and they're tiptoeing lines that they shouldn't, or that who's to say that they shouldn't? Same thing with Louis C.K. That Louis joke about saying the N-word or about the words that you can't say, it's a it's like poetry the way he's able to break that down and he's using such terrible ideas and making them digestible funny but that's satire you know it's a total former i i am obsessed with tim dylan right now he's hilarious i sent him an internship request it's 100 percent serious it's 100 percent serious because i want to know how does he produce a show what does he do does he write these things bare minimum and he's ranting and he's ranting he but he sleep deprives himself (laughs) wait for real have you read that joe rogan has talked about on his podcast he's sleep he makes himself sleep deprived he'll it'll be one or two in the morning he'll be just chain smoking fucking cigarettes smoke them if you got them getting he gets into the zone and just rants and riffs and similar to bill burr that dude just riffs by himself and by doing so you gain a riff muscle i love bill burr and his comedy but i feel like tim Dillon is on a whole nother level he seriously it, it seems like he sat there and scripted every joke because how can every line be perfect he's hilarious off the cuff just he his, his humor is like violently funny it's he's hilarious one of the type of friends that i strive to be where it's in any situation you're gonna say the most crazy thing and it's funny because they know that you're the jokester. Never have I ever said a joke and people really didn't was like, oh, it's in the context of a comedy show, not the context of a hate rally. Except so, that BZ in uh, Colorado. That's what I'm saying is that 
I say jokes that can sometimes be considered like problematic or silly. But again, it's in the context. What was the joke again? It wasn't even like that crazy. (sighs) There's two things I love more than anything else in this world. I love toxic women and dogs and I love them for the same reason. I like them because they still love you even after you hit them. <laughs> oh my god! They'll lick anywhere you put oh peanut butter, god. and you can get a new bitch every ten years. Oh my god, that's such a good joke. It's silly. It's stupid. I don't beat my wife, but yeah. while I was at this show and I went to the bathroom, three people approached her and asked, "Are you safe? Yeah. Do you need to come with us? Are you being domestically violent?" And she's such a friendly, happy person. Like you know, she's yeah. not. Yeah. She went cool points with me because she said. To the person that asked if she was safe, she said, we're from Texas. Y'all are just a bunch of pussies. Oh, and that I was awesome. like, that was cool, dude. Yeah, <laughs> Out of all the things a, you've ever done. Get her on a mic. So actually, yeah. you guys have done a couple podcasts together and stuff, right? We've done one episode together where we interviewed a couple. Do you know the Hermosi couple, Alex and Leia Hermosi? No. They're YouTubers, but they have like this big business. And it's always interesting when you can get kind of like a power couple. It takes a certain amount of resilience, flexibility, and commitment in order to dive into this space specifically and work together. Yeah. It takes a certain kind of person. My wife doesn't like being, doesn't really like, she, she's more of a consumer than she is a producer of content. She likes working with her hands. She likes working with puzzles. She's very artistic, though on the medium of podcasts and video recording and even content creation, she's not really the best at it. And she also doesn't put an effort into it, but that's because it doesn't mean the same thing to us. Like I believe you and I are on a level where we're trying to elicit a reaction. So that's why we put in the quality and the time. She's just posting because she's happy and she's actually a normal human without Who doesn't all these... Have- the need to like have the spotlight on them 24 seven. So her, I can't even get a spotlight. I'll make one myself straight up. (laughs) Like she doesn't care about the likes she posts because she's actually a person and I'm here to try to get attention, try to get reactions, try to get likes. Right. Even though I I'll make statuses where like, it's not about getting reactions and it's not at the end. What is it about? What is it? Tell us what it's about for real. For social media, for social media, I believe it is a tool, but it is abused like a drug because yeah. there's an overconsumption of it. So if I am going to post on social media, it's never going to be something negative. I, I feel like there's already so much negativity on the Internet. I don't want to contribute to that. So then people say like, oh, you're not showing your real life is like, I don't know if you want to see my real life. Like you might want to see the best parts. My real life. Is like hilarious. nobody's got to get a bummer. Not that my life is bad. I don't have a bad life. But my- like, you know, like everybody, of course, everybody has like sadness and sorrow and whatever the pains of and vicissitudes of life, uh, the slings and arrows of outrageous fortune. Who else can I quote? Um, no, but it's, it's- that, but that stuff's a bummer. And what we all just want to see. Yeah. You're not going to post about about it. it. Yeah. Exactly. You're already having a bad day. I'm not going to add to it. So when I do post, just post positive vibes. When I do post, it's for two, three, it's two or three reasons. I'm trying to make some, some say something funny and kind of get a silly response. I'm trying to put something out motivational or inspirational. And that can even come out in the form of, Hey, today, these are the three things I'm grateful for. If you want to share with me the things you're grateful for, I would appreciate it. I hope you have a great day or wake up. Good morning. Let's kill it today. That those stuff. And people do message me and they're like, this really helped me get through my morning. Thank you so much for just saying this. Like, this is great. The other one is also my highlight reels. I post because when 
I look back, I have such shitty memory and I don't know if it's like a byproduct of trauma or I'm just, I don't like feeling bad or thinking about bad things. So a lot of memories are just repressed good and bad. And as time goes on and as I do Mm, mushrooms and I I like the, the more I'm able to talk, I'm able to open up new memories that were previously dormant and do you think you remember everything and it just goes dormant and 100%. it can always yeah it can always be accessed with the right key 100 percent. yeah and when i post i'm posting as a way to remind myself how good of a life i've lived i love taking photos of everything even if i don't post it because i go through them later on in you know the year the month you know two years from now i'm like oh wow i was on tour this week or this was when I had my heart broken. This is when I went on that cruise with that person. This is when I drove to San Diego to meet up with somebody. Like it's it's a way of me looking back on my life without being able to forget it and look at it in a place that's endearing. So when I post and I'm flexing and I'm having like here's my PS5, here's my fucking I bought it's a just memories. I bought a bag for my wife. It's not like I'm trying to make everybody jealous and be like, Oh, look at all this money that I'm spending on my wife. It's not that I'm being like, look at how good life is that I'm able to do this. Cause three, four years ago I was broke. was super broke. And it took a very long time to get where I'm Life can now. change that fast though. Three to four years in the grand scheme is nothing. It's I, just a drop in the bucket. I honestly feel like I could well, have one done year it. is a drop in the bucket, but I honestly feel like I couldn't steps. have done it without having like my wife there. She really, People say, you know, a wife is a ball and chain and she was mine, but I needed it. Like, that's the thing that I needed. I needed stability. Especially, yeah. Like if you're ungrounded, kind of like if you're tr- always flying high. I'm chaotic as shit. Yeah. Left to my own devices, I will destroy myself. <laughs> right. And I, <laughs> I have in the, yeah. I have in the past. I spiral. I go crazy. Um, and I've noticed that there's days where, you know, my wife works like six days a week. I'm noticeably different than when she only works four days a week and I get to see her more often. She's definitely somebody that really keeps me grounded. I wish I could do these things on my own and I probably can through for through sheer will, but I'm going to, if, if, if left up to me, I would let myself go, but I have to take care of someone else. And for that, I will be relentless until it's achieved. You ever hear of like these way relentless until it was achieved? The goal, the taking care of, we're going to make, you know, we're going to save up money. We're going to buy a house. We're going to, yeah. I, I want to go take you out to dinner. So let me do everything in my power. So that way we have the ability to go out and eat. Like I'll starve. I don't care. I'll take Adderall and drink coffee and lose 10 pounds. I don't care. Oh yeah. I'll let myself. As much Adderall as they'll give me. I'll let my kidneys die. But I, my wife doesn't want me to die and wants me to be healthy. And when I'm healthy, I feel like we're five years from growing kidneys, right? From a rat. And we're just going to be putting them in each other. Yeah. Or we'll just like grow a half baby, like in the weirdest scientific way ever. And then like grow organs out of it and harvest from it. If religion gets banned, we will definitely do that. Oh, religion banned themselves a hundred years ago. I feel in a a way. You ever heard that idea that God is dead from Frederick Nietzsche? Have you ever heard that? I have, but elaborate on the context. Uh, Frederick Nietzsche was a German philosopher. He's a big existentialist guy, and he wrote a lot. He was never really recognized in his time, but he had a major influence on a ton of famous philosophers. Uh, Modern day Jordan Peterson, one of his guys was Jung. Jung uh, went to Nietzsche. And then what's cool about these philosophers is they all have a, a school that they came from. And so I can't remember them all, but they all basically start with Plato and the Greeks. 
and that was like a big explosion of culture and philosophy in a major way for the species, which is kind of interesting. But you know, so you anyway, Nietzsche, he's a philosopher, Germans, uh, early eight or nineteenth century, whatever, like eighteen ninety or something ish. And he had a bunch of pithy phrases like "whatever doesn't kill you makes you stronger." That's him. Oh, interesting. Or my favorite well, version of Batman: "Whatever doesn't one. kill you makes you stranger." Uh, and so uh, this is a great adaption, right? Um, but sorry. Oh yeah, God is dead. So that's one thing he thought was that the one of his primary values was truth, and that Christianity was always searching for the truth, always mm-hmm. searching for the truth. Mm-hmm. And he thought, like, what if uh, they basically um, examine themselves and ask if God himself is our greatest lie? So if you really look at religion from the standpoint of a populace that's able to communicate at this level, religion is a form of control. And here's the in thing a good though, way too. in a good way too so there's a thing i definitely have a belief in the spiritual realm i believe that there are things out there that i cannot prove i would say that the most accurate thing i have as a religious would be agnostic but i do believe in some sort of spiritual bi- like yeah there's something bigger out there than us there's also things that have been unexplained there's phenomenons i'm totally in the belief of the parallel world theories science Um, barely knows anything right we just started it it was yesterday (laughs) like it was like religion then science um and And how many civilizations have come and gone and there's repeating patterns of it okay so with that in mind if you have a populace of uneducated fuckwads because they're humans and all they know is how to pillage and eat and and kill right that's all we all know yeah if somebody is able to through stories tell you that a boogeyman is out there and he'll only take you if you kill your brother then how likely are you to kill your brother way Uh, less yeah right and but then those stories you can see of themselves as evolutionary and adaptionary into just what is it trying to do make more of it i feel like the earliest religious beginnings and this is just from what i've studied came from superstition around elements such as flooding rain harvests just trying to you're always trying to explain things and And disasters you're trying to attribute a disaster and the human brain is constantly trying to be like okay this happened meaning that this is the result so yes i prayed to this rock and put fruit at the bottom the next day it fucking rained and my crops came this rock is a spirit right dude totally that's where it started yeah and then it became stories that were told to children but eventually organized religion when you have like these set of rules who are you to uphold them how are you supposed to police an ancient group of people unless they had the fear of something else governing them like for in our current society it's a policeman right if i break the law there is a policeman that will take me to jail in those times where you just had wandering tribes what's stopping you from killing somebody else so there's these things we're like okay we respect our elders we um don't fuck each other's wives because polyamorous so (laughs) monogamy aside and random relationships aside like most polyamorous um countries and civilizations as well as um this polygamy and it's uh monogamy and, and repressed sexualities have the most violent men 
yeah. of all time, right? I'm not saying polyamory is the, the solution. I'm not saying monogamy is. Every shoe fits the But we were sho- like finding these to. stories that helped us obey these rules. Right. And then everyone was able for to be fear, more productive. For the and fear that if you are bad, something bad will happen to you, if yeah. not in this life, in the next life. Well, or if you're good, you're rewarded. So that's going to keep people more in line. Is there some good, is there good to respecting your elders and not killing people yes. that aren't attacking you? But wolves don't know that, you know, bears don't know that. Right. Like, and that's why there's know, no religion. Tigers, whatever. That's why there's no religion present in anywhere else in the animal kingdom. It's the ability to communicate at such a high level that we're even able to infiltrate your thoughts through stories. Yeah. And, but the only reason it works is because it's true. So I don't know if you were saying this, but like, um, that is to me what religion is is we're like telling these stories and that's helping us obey these rules where it gets complicated is that anytime anything is established it becomes a hierarchy it just it just happens you have more than three people yeah in a room right. someone establishes dominant and then everybody else kind of but follows. through these stories we're discovering things better patterns of living that right. are more productive and create basically more people because they can stop being monkeys and and killing each other and they can work together and build civilization. It's with ego and corruption where they manipulate those stories in the favor of them being able to be hedonistic or gluttonous or, okay, you write rules. And for the longest time, this is the whole thing about like Martin Luther when he nailed a German copy of the Bible to the door of the church. Everybody spoke Latin, only the priests knew the books, and the books basically, whatever the priest said, that's what the book said, whether it did or not. People are always guarding their knowledge. It's the better, it's the introduction of, introduction of better communication and translations where people were like, whoa, you said that all the priests get to fuck our wives every Friday. Where does that say that in the Bible? Yeah. Uh, Point to it. We, We have the translation now. But you go all the way back to the stories. I like that. I like that idea that there's like these stories. And we're just telling each other stories because you would. Because if something wasn't adaptive, you wouldn't be trying to explain its origins. And it doesn't even really matter. You're you're saying stories, and then those stories are leading to better patterns of uh, living. It's a hard idea to make tangible. I feel like the intention is there. And the intention is for the good. It's through the evil of man where shit gets moved around. But we've gotten so far. We got all of that to religion, to science. You're looking at it it from a point of privilege and your privilege is education because there are third world countries where they barely have electricity. And if someone's going to tell you that a burning man in the sky is going to torture you if you get caught jacking off. Yeah. You're going to be like scared as shit. You have totally. all of the resources, all of your experiences and all of the conversations you've had to make the assumption of like, okay, really, am I going to get killed by a flying God, man? Like, well, yeah, but like the most important thing is that we're finding out that some negative consequence can happen from this specific pattern and then right. learning and remembering it somehow in stories. Stories is the best form of communication. Any communication course I've set, I've ever been to said that if you can relay something or convey something with a story, especially yeah, to make it visual, it. it'll impact more than anything. This No, no, no. That's the second best. The first best is music. Mm. 
music and song. And what were these stories made from? They were songs. It's kind of the same thing. They were tales. How did they pass down information? It was through these songs. Yeah, Yeah, I guess it's kind of of the same thing of you're telling, uh, there's a progression and a narration and emotions. And I'm sure people got slick with it. They started throwing random details in. and Yeah, to benefit themselves. And it's kind of like the story you would tell would be benefiting your perspective. But maybe your perspective is right or wrong. It doesn't really matter because it all gets conglomerated into religion. They and then we get all these religions into science. Too. Science is like a needle. It's like a knife. It is. And it pulls apart the information in a way that we're able to see it objectively and from different angles. Because if it's shrouded in mystery and it's ambiguous, it's left up to the person to decide whether or not what they're looking at is something believable. Back to Nietzsche. So he thought the knife of science turned inward on Christianity. So science and religion are fundamentally exercises in discovering reality. Mm -hmm. We want to know what is real in the universe. Mm -hmm. What is it made of? How do we interact with it? Mm -hmm. What does it all mean? And uh, the pursuit of that was exactly what we were saying. You start with stories. We're trying to understand like what the fuck is going on. We're just animals and we have these emotions, you know, unless you believe in like a creation myth. uh, If you believe in evolution, you believe that monkeys became humans. Humans are becoming something. Where I feel religion fails is the ability to adapt as times change. But I think the adaptation to science I think that is the adaptation. So I feel like it's just an incomplete, vastly. I feel like faith and spirit are separate from science because I genuinely believe in, and let's even talk about this from a science perspective. You can give somebody a placebo of a cancer curing drug and three out of 10 Mm -hmm. times, they will literally cure their own cancer. As metaphysical as anything. Like right. that is as and religious as you can up. imagine. This has happened That's several true. times. There was a dude who had AIDS and cancer, Plus, got a bone placebo. marrow transplant and was cured of both AIDS and cancer because there's a 0.01% of the white populace yeah. that is immune to AIDS. And he got a bone marrow transplant from that person. Well, I don't know. Like nocebo is like the creepier version of it where you can like think yourself into diseases. You can. And that's why I'm like preaching the idea of really good communication, not only between people, but between yourself. Because if you're kicking yourself in the ass. Yeah, you're going to believe it. Way worse. It's way worse. Something that actually. Sometimes you deserve it, but. Something I had to work this year and last year really hard was the voice inside my head critiquing me wasn't even my voice. It was someone else's voice. So I was letting somebody else live in my head rent free. Well, that happens all the time. Does it? Oh, yeah, totally. I got like 50 people in there. I got a party. Yeah, I have full on conversations with like people that don't exist. And I'll, ha- I'll speak the words out loud. And my wife's like, what? Who are you talking to? And I'm like, I'm just having <laughs> schizophrenia. Just, yeah, for real. Yeah. Have you seen schizophrenia TikTok? Uh, no, but I did see soft white underbelly and that's some creepy shit. I mean, Sa- oh, some because true. of the episode, because of the episode with Joe Rogan. Yeah. Yeah. So that there's another one. There's another one called tale from the streets. Incredibly depressing. Yeah. Same concept, but I believe it's in Arizona. And the thing I was talking about before tales from the deep was, what was I saying? I don't know. I mean, I know what we're talking about. What were we well, talking about I, right I, before I, tales of the deep? Uh, I don't know about that, but generally just like Nietzsche, God, religion, uh, science, truth, and, uh, 
pause the podcast. I have to pee. I remember what we were talking about. So schizophrenia TikTok is a lane of videos where people with schizophrenia who are also artists or have the ability to create or recreate what they see when their medication isn't working. It's horrifying, dude. They really? draw faces. They draw is it a scary creature. show? What is it? Yeah, really? dude. It's oh, they wow. look like you've seen those like sad puppet, happy puppet masks, the the ones from mm -hmm. opera, those ones. Mm -hmm. You see a bunch of them, but they're all blended into each other and they're it, he says that they start off in the corners or in the peripherals and then they start moving into the center and I'm like that sounds terrifying Whoa. and he has trouble identifying whether or not a real person is there so his service animal which is a dog he'll point and say like person and if the dog doesn't react the thing he's seeing is not real oh. tell me that's not the most horrifying that's thing so scary. oh my lord and it doesn't get better it gets worse over time oh my god oh. Yeah, schizophrenia is pretty sketchy, but I think maybe a little bit isn't so bad. Maybe a little bit goes a long way. I got Same to thing with bipolar. I got to appreciate the accessibility of content for me to even witness somebody with schizophrenia and an artist in combination show me and millions of other people what insanity oh, sorry, they guys. go through. Can you imagine all the people that suffer with current illnesses and aren't able to? speak whatever's on their mind or create like people with like als or people like michael lair did you hear about michael lair oh he should get into ai art for real michael lair message to him get into ai art or ai in general because all you have to do i'm sure he already is right mm -hmm. for the con i, I should find him i have no idea what he's doing but that's what i would do if i had any loss of motor function i would go straight into using ai not for art but for uh writing coding um, summarizing things, creating content generally. I mean, he's progressed. So for those of you who don't well, know who Michael Lair is. I don't know him that well. I just know him from Kill Tony Show. Right. For those of you who don't know who Michael Lair is, he is a comedian who is wheelchair bound and he has ALS, which is a very debilitating disease. He got picked from a bucket pool on this comedy podcast where you're able to do one minute of stand-up and he was in a wheelchair they got him on stage and he did really good so he kept coming back and he was so funny that they kept having him come back anytime. i thought he a, was tony's friend from like no, 15 a, years ago or he something. was a bucket pool really okay. the, and they have the episodes and i know this because they just did a montage for him there was an episode which with tom segura where they have like a 15 20 minute video of Michael Lair because his ALS had progressed so terribly that he was actually going to go to Oregon to kill himself oh, with assisted suicide, which has also been rising in crazy numbers. Oh, don't in do Canada. it, guys. You're going to die anyway. Like tomorrow, it's fine. Unless you have like Parkinson's or like. If you're in great pain, Alzheimer's, whatever, I guess, I guess. More, you don't. There's drugs. Like, I would just do so much Coke, it's crazy. I know, but then I w at some point it's going to be like a point of like, you got to go. Anyway, he, he they had this movie dedicated to him, which he watched, and then he went up there and did a set and stuff like that. And they really put him on. But man, like he would benefit the most from AI because he would able to because his mind still works. Yeah. It's the rest of his body that doesn't. Yeah. So he could essentially do get a that. Neuralink. 
I mean, this is like in 10 years, but unfortunately, like, well, maybe actually, Eventually. if I was, if I was in that position, I would be vying for a Neuralink. I'd be like, stick it in me right now. Let's go. Eventually, we're going to get to like the movie Avatar where we can download our consciousness into a viable bio corrected bioengineered body that works so yeah. in the new avatar he has kids meaning that the thing that they I put him in true. could have sex right the av yeah. the blue thing that yeah, they made in totally. the lab yeah it's, it's like so a functioning biological organism to the t yeah right to the point where he's able to reproduce with his conscience in the in the body also furry kink and create multiple is that, <laughs> yeah is that a seriously. furry kink are the avatar do you think the creatures are hot no no okay neither but, do if I. He, but if he <laughs> but if he had to like live and have kids that means he had some sort of attraction or maybe it was like an emotional connection now like some people date ugly dudes uh, or ugly women yeah. everybody's ugly sometimes. yeah like a pug yeah everybody's <gasps> ugly sometimes that's Dude. a great expression i like pugs are cute pugs are cute as much as i like speaking positively and not bad on anybody i'm also a comedian and this shit's crazy to me so i have a little bit of tea for you i used to live with somebody who was like a a non-binary person and they would always say that they would be a lesbian if they weren't dating their current boyfriend and they had been together for a very long time they just recently broke up and when i was living with them they had already been together like four or five maybe six years um she was very i think she was also asexual so he never got any from her. And when they did plan on doing it, she would back out and she'd give a lot of like, I'm sorry, blowjobs. I'm sorry, blowjob. This ended up That's turning into sorry one. after years of this, I guess they had established the ability to have an open relationship. So he went to go see somebody. And then one day he just moves out and it's because he had been seeing the other person and he had like, he had gotten a new job. He had gotten promoted. So pay raise. And like, he was just feeling good. Yeah. Got a new friend like group, just like completely outshined her and then dipped out. Really? I mean, it happens. Uh, I, I, yeah, like, I feel like the, people are always hurting each other, trying to be happy or not even happy, but together for the sake of not being alone. Yeah. There's a, there's, I saw something that was like hobosexual where you're in a relationship so you don't become homeless. Um, wait, hobosexual? Ho hobosexual. Okay. Because homosexual already has a, has a definition. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it is interesting. There's this wide variety of uh, sexual preferences. Not only sexual preferences, but I just think that when people, it's effort to stay together. And I, can't imagine not being able to have like your basic needs met i'm not saying you should fuck your partner by force or anything like that what i'm saying is like it you we all have needs at different at different levels well i think generally generally the stories have revealed that it's best if everyone does the one where they don't sleep with anyone else's wives for right? sure like that's what the bible says <laughs> but that's just what, it, what we figured out works the best but what about it's swingers just like that's what worked because that well, works for them right yeah, right well so maybe if the if everyone else is holding still then a couple of people can dance around but they are the exception not the rule yeah if it was the rule it'd be bedlam right like right. it'd be chaos i don't know for for me to lower my standards there's there's compromise and lowering your standards in order to appeal to somebody or at the very least like stay with them at some point that's toxic just as bad as like mm -hmm. 
not as just as bad as physical abuse, but mental abuse. That is a form of it. I just think people get stuck in these, um, on these untrue paths or unsatisfying ways. And they feel like they're being transgressed upon in some way and that things are against them. And you should just do everything possible not to feel that way so that you feel like your environment is like as best as possible, how you can make it. And you're not, um, going down a path that isn't always like reju rejuvenative, if that's a word like rejuvenating rejuvenative. I don't think the word's rejuvenating, but it's something in regards to like maybe passion or purpose. Like you have to do something that really makes you excited to do it. And if you're, if you're unable to, you know, be a rock star millionaire and you have to work a job that pays your bills, I'm hoping that in the time that you have outside of that, that you're working on something that you actually have like passion about, even if it's like something that you think is dumb, appreciate that something. Cause that's something, a reason for you to get up. It's a reason for you to work. If you're just yeah. working for the sake of working, but like or to pay off that debt, should be all you depression. do. It's, it's yeah. Don't you have debt. That's bad. I mean, housing debt, obviously there's good debt, but there's also for the most part, if you're just working to work, if you're $110,000 in student debt loans, when you're not even using your degree for the thing that you went to school for. Yeah. That's rough. You know, it's but so is just getting nuked in a stock market. You know, bad shit happens what all about the time. Nuked in real life, or nuked in real life, right? There's people get nuked of that in real life. Right now, it's yeah. happening. People yeah. are getting bombed. They're getting bombed. So there's real problems in the world. And I really genuinely believe that there's some sort of we've been taught or we've been conditioned. Yeah, finish it. Um, we've reached this point where we've been conditioned to believe that being a victim is something that is deserving of restitution or but no one owes you shit. At yeah. The end Nietzsche of the day. would agree. No one owes you shit. So you got to get up and end after at the same time, I am understanding that some people have different parents, different upbringings, different educations. So, you know, there is points of privilege when it comes to, um, you know, all those things. And, and I, I know that that's a, no, I'm, I'm good. It's a, I know it's a woke thing to say point of privilege, but it really does give you an idea of like, you got to be raised in a loving family where both your parents were together yep. and hopefully your dad didn't beat your mom. Totally. Some people are in that same situation with a dad that did beat their mom and a brother that and then overdosed left. and then, and all these things. So when I'm looking at it from like, Oh, the world is super shiny, you know, somebody's not having a same life that would look like that. But the same person that's drug addicted or came from a broken household can make something of themselves and do something that's contributive. Um, and the same person who has every door open to them fail miserably and spiral into abuse and depression. Can I, can I, along those lines, um, this is like such another terrible thing that Nietzsche said. And I'm curious what you think of it because it's such a violent statement. He's, but it goes kind of with what you're saying. He said that Christianity is the religion of weakness. And it was kind of like um, that Christianity celebrated and made above like suffering and that the weakest were like to be seen as like the most like chosen, not chosen, but anyway, um, it, it, like he had a point. I can't make it. I mean, from my understanding of the Bible and from the stuff that I've read, 
there's a lot of like warriors in the old testament there's like a lot of fires and wars and stuff and like killing murdering cutting dicks off exploding balls yeah so so but anyway you but, god is dead just to bring it back like that's but, what that means that's but for christianity like, like there's also the people that say like i am your shepherd right and so what does that mean that everybody's a sheep? yeah also pay me 10 percent, 20 percent oh teeths god yeah tithing that's, that's crazy give me income so mm-hmm. <laughs> i thought this was funny because not when, for me though patreon please when i was like a freshman or a sophomore i was thinking i was a sophomore i was in an english class and we had to do research and i think the book that we were looking at was something along with that had to do with like race relations or racism or like sovereignty and all that you know stuff that happened in the 60s and for my report i chose the kkk and i found that they had a website and you're able to join you're just supposed to you can just fill out a form. self-identify you could fill out a form to join and i had so many questions i'm like can i fucking join like i'm brown <laughs> dog like is there requirements and apparently in order for you to join it's like a club but then you also have like a monthly membership and there's tiers like if you really believe in what they're doing and you want to make sure that they're oh my god pushing that idea forward you could donate like 250 a month bro i could be racist to the kkk that's terrible bro i can be racist for free why am i gonna face do you think free speech should block it or do you think it should be allowed no hate hate speech is free speech i've had this debate with many people and i don't agree with hate speech and i do believe that there's a difference between hate speech and uh enticing violence or or promoting it like if i go if i have a following and i told an entire crowd of people to specifically start stomping on one person. Like I've seen rappers do at a concert that would get in trouble. I'm not the words that I'm saying caused violence in a way that was super direct. But if I say something and that causes like, for example, those people, those people that drew Muhammad in a comic and those people got killed for that. Yeah. That's crazy. Are they, are they at fault for drawing that because no. they caused the death of others? No. No, yeah, right, not no. at all. Yeah. So hate speech is free speech in the sense that like I would much rather hear somebody spewing hate and saying fuck brown people, uh, fuck trans people, all say they'd say all these things. Everyone live in peace and I, be well. I would much rather hear somebody screaming that because that means I shouldn't go over there because I know that over there is danger because there's too many people here who don't say what they actually mean and they're covert and they still hate on you and they have these same feelings. Yeah. If you say it and you're blunt, I'm not, I know not to fuck with you, but how am I supposed to know if you keep it a secret because you're afraid of getting in trouble? So in the back of my mind, I'm always thinking like, does this person really fuck with me or do they secretly hate everything that I am because of how I look or how I'm born or how I talk? Yeah. Every human is a ball of emotions and it is all, you know, like for example, if you had to go to a family dinner, say you have a girlfriend for the first time and she said, Hey, just to let you know, my parents are super liberal. You'll have an idea of what that household looks like. Right. Yeah. And if someone said like, Hey, by the way, my dad's voted for Trump, right? You'd have an idea of what that house is going to look like. Yeah. And we're talking generally, yeah. right? There's some normal people who voted for Trump and there's normal people who are Democrats. Yeah, in general. In general. Let's but, generalize. But you know that like 
certain words are not going to fly in this house. And then certain ideas and concepts are not going to fly in this yeah, house. Yeah, none of that flies in this house. In this right. house, we say it. <laughs> like, you can't say problematic things in one household. In the other ones, you can say anything you want. But if you start talking about abortion or that COVID, whatever, then they get all hot and heavy. Yeah, right? my so, rule is that you can't have a rule about that. Right. I, I have. Um, I got one of the fucking vaccines um, because my job said I needed to do it. Um, but I didn't get the other one because, I mean, it's dumb. I'm not. I don't. It doesn't do anything. It doesn't matter. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Whatever your opinion is. We shouldn't even be focused on it. It's the like, it's the freedom to take it or not, but the it's the fighting of. I just know it's that like when saying, I, go, I didn't take Advil. I did take Advil. When Whatever. I go and talk to my more left-leaning friends and family members, they think I'm a goddamn monster because I yeah. didn't get both. And I should have got my boosters. And they're four times boosted. And I'm like, okay, that's your freedom to do so. The yeah. other side. Sorry. think I'm an effing idiot because I did get it and I complied. So it's like, and they're both wrong because we don't know. It hasn't been enough time. So again, when it comes to like hate speech or any fucking decision that you do, as long as it's not causing the harm to other people. And we're talking like physical harm. I mean, mental in some places, but like me having an idea or believing something doesn't cause violence or danger to you as a person across the world. And I feel like a lot yeah, of, totally. so, well, yeah. some, Hate somebody, is- right. Somebody will hear somebody say something like, for example, Matt Walsh will talk about his book or movie called what is a woman. And then some people will be like, that's, that's violence towards this group of people. Is it? By definition of I think the only violence? time that is a big problem is if you're like a figurehead and you're targeting one person and especially explicitly. Right. Where there's a documentary where the entire thing is proving why Jewish people are an abomination and need to die. Right. Yeah. That's, that's, that's a good example. Bad. That's Who terrible. That? Nobody's done that Multiple before. People. Wait, for real? Yeah. Multiple? Yeah. Multiple countries. And for whatever reason, the Jewish people have had a really tough time in every country that they've been in. in history. Yeah. Even the Bible, their Exodus story is them getting kicked out of an area. Before that, they were slaves. So they've had a very rough time. But again, if... Low numbers, but mighty in force. Where Matt Walsh's documentary poses an interest, like a a different view on the whole debates of trans and, and, you know, gender affirming surgeries and all that stuff i'm not agreeing or disagreeing with it it's just a difference in perspective um done from his way while a hate video that's try it's basically propaganda that's trying to convince others that this is an this is a terrible person should it be allowed to be made yeah yes yeah, but let there's people self-identify. Rea- self-identify. Now I know that this studio is racist. This creator specifically is racist. Anyone who agrees with, with AI this movie, will be able to recognize it all easily for free anyway. Just put a label on it with a warning. What about done. the AI? That's Same thing already is, like, is smoking. Anything that causes cancer, you don't block it. You just let people select for cancer. Everything has cancer in it. That's well, the yeah, crazy but, part. Like you can eat seafood and that has like carcinogenics in it. Yeah, weed. Right. Everything has carcinogenics. Yeah. Now. I had a thought when it got, I had a thought when it, where it was, I keep losing it. You'll get it back. What was it? I wish I knew what we, uh, were, talking we were talking about. about carcinogens. carcinogens and cancer. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's uh, anybody identifying with, I guess the ideologies of these things that are coming out here are terrible. Then we said that the Jews had a bad plight. Um, 
Yeah. Genuinely can't remember what the heck we were talking about. Well, this all is, that, all that, yeah, that Jews have had a, a really like, rough time, a really rough time, especially recently. And why are they so targeted? That's so f- not, it's so interesting, actually. I wish I knew. Why are they so targeted? I don't know. It's pretty terrible. But like through all of time and history, we target the There's Jews. Like always so a group that gets the brunt force of it. Like Germans picked on Jews, even though they were both white. And well, if then that, if we, that isn't the ultimate proof of whatever doesn't kill you makes you stronger. For real. Cause they're resilient as fuck at the end of the day. But they did that with every culture. So like, but I feel Texans like every culture it, probably has that story. Texans know, did it to Mexicans. The, yeah. um, the English did it to the Irish. They did it to the Italians. Yeah. It's just a it's tribalism story. at the end of the day. But I think this is where like science comes in and we're able to lay down facts where yeah. just to bring it back to our original topic, it's just you're able to be like, look, biologically, most of you are exactly the same. These are some differences based off of like genetics. But for the most part, y'all are yeah. pretty equal. In the regards, same thing. Pretty we're all the same, same thing. thing. You're mostly a dog and a dog is mostly a banana. Exactly. But we're not going to say that there's a difference between, um, I mean, there's people that look like me and then there's people that look like Shaq. We're the same thing, right? We can, yeah. we, I mean, the system is using the same blueprint, right? A dog is a dog. A human is a human, regardless of whatever color you it's are. It's just like tiny ge- variants in the genetic code, but it's religion, culture, 70% banana. It's religion, culture, misinformation. And, um, again, it's a hierarchy structure. Somebody's using it to their advantage where they're able to make people scared of consequences through story through action and that's where everything starts getting messed up now there's a difference between you and i even though you and i both live in the same place and we both communicate to each other there's a difference because your hair's straight my hair's curly all the straight haired people need to go but we're the only stuff in the universe that can even understand that and all that other stuff still exists at this point the only other animal on this planet that has ever asked an introspective question was a cockatoo or a parakeet or whatever one that could talk and it asked, what color am I? Wow. How do we know it was introspective? Wouldn't it just keep asking so questions? So it knew things and it would say stuff like, what are you doing? What's that? It asked a question about itself. I would want, if something just started like asking a ton of questions, that's when I would be scared. I'd be like, well, what does it want to know? <laughs> I don't know, man. My dog would just tell everyone, I'm like, he jerks off so much. <laughs> Sit up <laughs> <Yeah>, on <funny>. that. <laughs> well, man, this was a, a fun conversation. We went down yeah. no, several no, rabbit gotta, holes. We're gonna going to be canceled for this episode for sure. Uh, I think it'll be fine. I think it'll be fine. But I did love the theme of Nietzsche and finding the truth through stories and those stories leading to religion and religion leading to science. Somehow people all, say that. They're all connected. Yeah. It, but people say that they're like religion even directly funded science. I don't quite understand what that means. Well, because we had these ideas that we wanted to prove were right. And then we found out that they were wrong. For example, that the world is the center of the universe and all the celestial yeah. bodies move around us. It funds science because we have these ideas and, and humans since the dawn of man have tried to rationalize or our brain is good at like, this is why things are the way they are. And we have this natural tendency to try to figure it out. So if we're making these random assumptions, assuming that this volcano is a God that gets angry at us when we have sex before marriage, it's with science. We're like, no, 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 no. It's just a volcano. Like it does that sometimes. That's not, it's not you. It's not the 
the t- every coconut you've ever eaten. But it's cool to be the stuff in the universe that can actually think about it and appreciate it and consider it because there's a lot of other matter and stuff out there now, and animals. So the concept of God would be manifestation in real time where our current ability to manifest is like I want a car so I have to create money and then use that money to then buy the car yeah it's like so many steps right many steps time and manifestation is like how fast can I get it how quickly can I get it delivered to you and even the billionaires there they can get pretty much anything instantly but it's they cannot create a car in 10 seconds or even a second in right a second, yeah. so in no time but that's what god would be it'd be the yeah. ability to create anything Lovely. without equivalent exchange is Whoa, is that, but. is ai god no i mean ai is like uh what did i say i actually had a pretty good one when i was going to the bathroom uh ai is a what it's I mean, it's a a new evolution for sure. Well, yeah, I'll have to look it up. Um, But if AI can create in real time, including in its own time and space. I don't think AI is a god. I think AI is like a really good kind of strong autistic retarded. (laughs) Oh, no, you can't Uh, use those words in combination. (laughs) Well, I think I've been diagnosed, so whatever. (laughs) And I also don't care, but whatever. It's fine. Uh, but what was it? Is AI God? Because it can, no, it can no. It's like it's time. really good at one thing. It's like a savant, but not even really. I don't know what is it. It's it's. I can't tell what it pony. is. I can't tell what it is. I guess. It, but okay. So here's the thing. They made two Google bots or two AI bots, and they put them in the same room together, and they started fucking talking to each other in that, a language that's be happening so that they much. couldn't understand. So but Google, that, wait, Google that's shut all it down. What, that's what an AI bot is these days. These but, neural nets are self. Like learning is interconnected. Deep learning. It's we're finding these. What if it has the accessibility to then trigger nuclear bombs because everything is connected? Dude, I've been having these fucking crazy dreams about AI lately. Um, but you gotta go. But well, yeah. Okay. Let's wrap up. I'll have to save save them for another time. Just let's be careful with AI. Like, holy crap, that thing is something else. It's the future. Is scary. It's scary, but it's awesome. And uh, anyway, we'll talk about it again. So what's your socials, yeah. everything? My name's Nate De La Hoya. You can find me at carpinatum114.com. That's my Instagram handle. If you look up Carpinatum Podcast on YouTube or Spotify, iTunes, Amazon Music, I am everywhere. Come listen to my stupid voice. Talk to really cool people and... Hopefully give you a new introspective thought on uh, on what you're going through and maybe a situation that you're facing too. Hope your day gets a little bit better by listening to me. And if it don't, I, I always am grateful it's for It's going to be better for sure. And I have a couple episodes on there as well. So people can uh, give those a listen. And it was really fun. Thanks for coming on. God, Nietzsche, truth, whatever. It's Entity. all bullshit. Nobody knows anything. <laughs> See you guys.